Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Simawang. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we are here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Jake Spear join us today from Ring DNA. Jake, thank you so much for joining us. I would love for you to tell our audience a little bit about yourself, your role, and your organization. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you, Shauna, as well, and also to the whole Sales Enablement Pro team for having me on. Uh, it really is an honor. Uh, so about myself, um, as Shauna said, my name is Jake Spear. Um, I joined uh, Ring DNA back in February of this year uh, as Senior Manager of Sales Operations. And uh, for a growing startup like we are, what that means is I, I kind of do a little bit of everything. So. Um, everything from working with the sales reps on uh, onboarding, training, um, you know, deal strategy to uh, all the stuff that's sort of behind the scenes. Uh, everything from uh, Salesforce reporting and dashboards and analysis of uh, our numbers. Uh, you know, a little little bit of of it all. Yeah, absolutely. And and sales operations is often one of the close partners to sales enablement within you know slightly larger organizations. So I think as you guys grow and scale, that that will definitely become a need within your organization. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about sales training specifically, because as you mentioned, you guys are a fast-growing organization. So in your opinion, what are some of the core elements of a sales training program for new hires? Yeah, I think uh, onboarding is probably one of the most important times in uh, a rep's career. Uh, at any at any given company, and so sort of getting them off to a, a fast start is really critical. Um, and I think what that comes down to is you focus on uh, the core competencies uh, that all sales reps have to have. So um, everything from general business acumen uh, to objection objection handling um, to reflective listening, um, and then furthermore to your your own personal uh, elevator pitch that. Uh, needs to sort of be the standard across your your sales reps. Getting all of that down in the first few weeks makes for a much more effective sales rep down the line. Absolutely, absolutely. What are some of the strategies that you've implemented either at your current organization or previous ones um, to effectively train new hires, um, particularly maybe even elaborate a little bit more on new hires that may be earlier on in their career? Yeah, I think uh, one of the most effective uh, tools that I have used is uh, best practice call libraries. So once you start building up a a library of good calls from your current reps, you can then use that and truly have a, a sort of a baseline of what you want your calls to sound like. And that allows your newer reps to to hear that and, and start to emulate the things that, that they see in those that they, that they like and that uh, fits into their voice. So I think that's probably the, the biggest key. And so having some sort of you know, call recording functionality to, and, and sort of capability to group those is, is absolutely key to that. Um, furthermore, I think role playing is one of those time tested and, and never gets old strategies that, that we make heavy use of here. And I don't think that that's just a new hire thing. Uh, role plays for for experienced reps are, are just as important. Um, I think it's it, it's call coaching down the line is is also 
probably the the best thing to do and that that can be um, an extension of the best practice call library but I think it's it's important that when you have you know some reps or some managers are managing 10 or 20 or 50 plus reps depending on where you work you got to make sure that you know what's happening on those phone calls and how to coach them so you had mentioned frontline sales managers, yes. uh, and obviously they are a core component to ensuring that coaching is done successfully. Uh, what are some examples of ways that you have empowered frontline managers to do coaching well? Um, I think you mentioned that you know some of those managers have have several reps that report into them. So, you know, what are some tools or tips that you have used in the past to make sure that they're providing the best coaching for those reps? Yeah, I think one of the things that a lot of companies struggle with, especially as they get bigger, is that the sales training or coaching starts to become very different and break down amongst different teams. And so uh, I think that the biggest tip I'd give to this is that make sure that your your coaches or your frontline managers are are following basically the same sales methodology or strategy um, that they're giving to the reps because reps talk. And so if one rep hears from their manager, handle a call this way or talk about our product this way, and another rep hears something completely different from their manager, it's, it causes friction. And so I think it's really important for leadership to develop a clear-cut, concise uh, message that all sales managers know and know how to coach to. Absolutely, absolutely. And how much do you think coaching has an impact on sales culture or even maybe within a, with a specific rep for kind of their morale? I think it's quite possibly one of the most important things when it comes to rep morale. Um, I've seen companies where uh, reps will either uh, quit or consider quitting purely because they weren't getting the kind of coaching that they had signed up for. I know as a hiring manager myself, uh, one of the questions that I, I get asked almost every single interview is when I give the, the, uh, the candidate you know, time to, to ask questions about us is, tell me what your training program's like, tell me what your coaching's like, how often do I get access or time with my frontline manager? Are we doing one-on-ones every week? Is it every month? You know, how, how much time do I get with a coach or a mentor? And so that's becoming one of the key things that I think people even consider like a, like a benefit in their jobs. Like they expect, you know, the same way someone expects health insurance or time off, they expect a full-time coach. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I wouldn't disagree at all. In fact, I, I would say that it definitely helps retain sales talent for sure. Um, so I, I would love to understand um, if you see any nuances, though, in, in generational gaps between certain sales reps um, and their preference uh, for sales coaching. That's an interesting question. Um, I think sometimes that, that seems like the stereotype is that you have the older reps who, um, who for whatever reason, they feel more experience and less in need of a coach. Um, but I, I've, I feel like I've heard that more as a, as a possible danger than I've actually seen. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's if you are hiring for the right person um, with the right sort of qualities of, of looking for someone 
uh, to help them and someone that's going to be a resource to them, you can find that in, you know, uh, an SDR that's fresh out of college, or you can find that with a 20 year plus veteran. It, it really just depends on the personality of the person. No, I love that. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about making sure that you're looking for the right hiring criteria. Now, how much do you think sales operations or sales enablement should be playing a role in passing back the right criteria that perhaps a talent or hiring team should be looking for when they're out there recruiting for new sales reps for an organization? Yeah, you know, that's an interesting question. Um, here, I, I play a, a pretty big role in it because, uh, you know, we're still, as I said before, in startup mode, so I'm wearing a lot of hats. Um, I think that that sales enablement or operations should play some role if, if they're not the actual um, interviewer themselves. Um, I think they should be there to structure um, maybe how the, how the interview is set up. So I, I know, for instance, it's it's a bad candidate experience if I walk in and ask the same questions that the previous two people asked as well. Um, so structuring the interview of, you know, maybe this person takes the behavioral interview, this person takes the situational type interview, um, this person digs into the background. Um, that can, I think, have, uh, that can be at least structured in a way that sales ops probably would do even better than just a regular sales trainer would. Yeah, absolutely. It makes makes a lot of sense. Now, uh, being on the operations side of the house, um, obviously measuring kind of efficiency and effectiveness is, is really critical um, to that particular type of role. Now, when you take that lens and you apply it to things that you guys are doing, particularly on, on the onboarding, training, and coaching side of the house, what are some ways in which you're measuring whether or not um, those programs are successful in the eyes of the business? It's a great question. Um, I think when it comes to uh, onboarding, I'm really focused on the ramp quotas that we've set in place and not only how we're trending towards those, so is, is our rep hitting the ramp goals that they're supposed to, but as I add in new trainings or, or new coachings or, or anything new to that process, are we doing that process quicker than we were doing before? Are our reps getting ramped faster than they were previously? And so I, we really look at their attainment to goal for the first three months and, and having a, a really fair ramp quota is, is very important to that because if you set something too high, then, then it demoralizes reps and it looks like you, you know, none of your programs are working. Um, as it comes to the success of future trainings. I think that the most important thing is, is sort of twofold. One, do I see sustained, continuous improvement for reps? And, and obviously sales reps have a little bit of an up and down nature to their, uh, to their performance and that's just natural for them. But is it, is it up and to the right, right, mm -hmm. uh, over time? And then the second part of that is, is those who have been in the position for some time, maybe six months plus, are they confident to be a part of that training process with me and train the newer reps? Because those who are not only confident to do it, but can start training them, you know, in the way that I would be training the reps and lend a hand that way, that, that shows me that, that our training really sunk in. That's awesome. And I, I'd just like to close on understanding some of the upcoming initiatives that you might be working on. Are there any that you're excited about and want to share with our audience? 
Yeah, I think one that, that I'm, I'm really excited about, and I'm excited about for two reasons, um, is a training that we're running called Reflective Listening. And the first reason I'm excited about it is that one of our account executives actually uh, came up with this training uh, on their own and was so excited about it that they wanted to run the training. And, and that, to me, is, is quite possibly the best case scenario. Not just because I don't have to do the work, but uh, because it, I think it, it really fosters a different type of collaboration when one of the reps brings something to the team. And as long as it's sort of on message with, you know, what myself and our chief sales officers are, you know, would, would feel comfortable with, I'm all for that. Um, the second reason I love it is I think the content's great. It's um, basically making sure that uh, when you're on the phone with, with a prospect, uh, that you're, you're truly listening to what that person is saying mm-hmm. and, and responding in, in an appropriate way that, that allows the person to say a little bit more. Um, and it's a great sales technique. Uh, I love that our rep is, is running it and, and has actually gotten really excited and, and created additional trainings for it. So uh, I think to, to end on that note, I would say the other thing I'm actually really excited about is having more rep involvement in our training sessions where they're running things. Thank you so much, Jake. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. And thank you to our audience for listening. Uh, For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, please visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you want to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.